Our score at the end of two periods of play here from J. Tom Lawlerink in North End over Mass. It's Merrimack 5, the U.S. Under-18 Team 2. I'm Mike Mactic alongside John Leahy uh, joining us here. Second intermission, Mark Malotta from NeutralZone.net. Mark, first of all, why don't you tell the folks about NeutralZone, what it is, uh, how they can check it out, and what your role is. Absolutely. So my role at Neutral Zone is I am one of the uh, head scouts for the New England region, and I'm also the director of Mass High School, which the season just got kicked off um, earlier this week. So in terms of what Neutral Zone is, we are an amateur scouting website, and essentially a lot of the work that we do is tied to profiling players between the ages of 14 and 21 and evaluating their readiness for college, major, junior, um, pretty much all things across North America. We've also expanded slightly into Sweden and Finland as well, doing some work around there, and um, a few of our scouts folks may know uh, Ian Moran being one of them played um, with Mario Lemieux and um, Yarmir Yager with the Penguins and had a longtime NHL career. He's our lead NHL scout. We have Brian Murphy, who is um, a longtime Tufts coach, legendary down in that area, and um, he's our VP of scouting as well. So um, a, f- a few folks may know us just from the rinks that we go to uh, week to week, month to month around here in the New England area. You know, one of the things that you guys do, I think, that maybe helps people understand recruiting better as well as, uh, you know, in, in looking at uh, recruiting classes and so on is that you, you, you assign stars, you, you, you rate the players, you know, and that's, a, that's a, a fluid sort of thing. You know, it can change. You know, you may, you may assign a certain rating now, and that may change between now and the end of the season or, you know, next year in the case of a player who, you know, may uh, not have gone to college yet. But uh, tell us about what the rating system is like and, and, and one of the interesting things that you mentioned to me before the game is this U.S. team that we're seeing here tonight, they're all like, you know, top top uh, class recruits by, by your rating system. Talk a little more about that. Absolutely, they are. And, and I mean, this team every year is, is stacked to the gills, but that shouldn't be any surprise considering um, the way that they're able to acquire talent. But um, just to explain the rating system, it basically works on a system of one through five stars, not unlike what a lot of people are familiar with, with Rivals and Scout.com that you see for basketball, football, and other types of major sports. Um, nothing really existed before we came out there that had that similar rating system with star rankings one through five. So we sought to do the same thing. And really what we were trying to solve for is that so many parents, coaches, and other evaluators were struggling because they couldn't quite understand how does a player in one league, let's say the New England Prep League, compare to someone who's playing in the BCHL or the AJHL or different areas. That's what the star system is meant to do is that we have scouts in all different areas of the country across North America, U.S., and Canada. And the idea is that we have all of them evaluate in their regions and we put all of that together in one big gumbo pot and that's what comes out to be the one through five ranking and essentially um, in terms of what those rankings mean usually anything three and above is a high quality collegiate or potential major junior player Um, anything four and above is usually um, a player who is being evaluated um, on the NHL stage or beyond and a five star is obviously the best of the best and someone who has very very few holes in their game. Uh, who's been a five-star for you guys? Oh, I mean, there are very, very few of them. I mean, usually we only we only pick out thank you. So we only pick out a few of the the top players every year to to make that list. Um, across, I'm trying to remember of for this U18 team who fits that bill. Um, I know that some of the top ones, Rutger McGrory. I know, I believe he's either a four-seven-five or a four-five, but. He's really, really high up there. Seamus Casey is another one who's really, really high up there. I believe he's either a 4-5 or somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember who some of the top five star five stars were. I believe. Jack- How far does it go back? How far did you guys with that rating system go back? How many years? Yeah, so it goes back. We got started in about 2016. So the first real ratings that we had were somewhere in the neighborhood of 2017 and 2018's prospects. Um, Jack Hughes, uh, number one draft pick, was one that 
um, struck me as a five-star that I recall off the top of my head. Owen Power, obviously, was another one. Top draft pick, someone that we evaluated very highly. Matt Benier's another one. Top draft pick, third overall pick this past year. We have A lot of those players are usually very, very high in our rankings, but that's not to be um, a huge surprise because they've been able to dominate at different levels from wherever they get started all the way up to when they get to college as well. So a number of players on this uh, U.S. team, we talked about You know, a lot of guys in the lineup uh, today who are uh, BU recruits for them, actually, uh, Boston College, a few, a few of those players as well. Uh, no surprise in particular because of the fact that the U.S. team did have to call a few players up with some of the players that are either hurt or, or headed off to the junior uh, junior team training camp this weekend. You know, So, for example, you got a, a, a Quinn Hudson who's in the lineup tonight, might not normally have been, but he is because of the, you know, there is that hole to fill. But, uh, you know, as you look at the lineup here and uh, obviously all the players on the U.S. team are, are, are committed to colleges uh, to do Division One schools, but uh, are we really talking about, you know, they're, they're all four-star and above? Yeah, for the most part, they pretty much all, I, I went and looked at it earlier today just out of curiosity, and literally every single one of those players who's playing consistently at the USA national team level are four-stars and above, and l- that pretty much puts them on fair, uh, fair planes with top major junior talent, top collegiate talent, so that's why you see so many of these logos that keep popping up, Michigan, North Dakota. Minnesota, BU, BC, etc. Do you see them over and over again? Because a lot of that top talent is filtering directly to those schools, as it has for many, many years. And the thing that I find really interesting about this is that more and more, especially over the last two to three years, you've noticed that Michigan keeps popping up, popping up, popping up. And you see that, especially at the U18 and the U17 level, you're going to start seeing it more at the 16s and so on and so forth. More and more players are starting to pick Michigan. Rutger McGrory was an interesting one where he flipped his commitment over to Michigan. Again, specifically, I'm assuming because so many of those players are all going to one place. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we're talking with uh, Mark Bellotta here from NeutralZone.net, and uh, the score at the end of one period, two periods of play here. Merrimack leads the U.S. Under 18 team five to two. It's exhibition action for Merrimack. For the U.S. team, though, it's like any other game, and they count it on their record. And uh, you know, they approach it as like any other game. Interesting, I think, in this one here, unexpected. I would say with the U.S. team coming in with a 12-game winning streak, having coming off. Off the win against BU yesterday. They beat Wisconsin last weekend. They beat some pretty good teams here during this stretch and come in with a record of 19 and four. Uh, you know, and then Merrimack uh, back on their heels after a loss against UMass on Wednesday. Merrimack without several, uh, they all of their fifth-year players. They chose to give the, the night off along with a couple other guys like Christian Felton and um, and Leo and um, you know Walsh, who are also hurt. You know, so these guys are uh, you know not in the lineup for them tonight yet. You know. They lead by the score of five to two. Uh, your thoughts on that? And also, I, I wanted to ask you because you guys have followed this for so long here. Alex Jeffries is having a, a great <laughs> night here with two goals and two assists. You almost wonder because I see the way Jordan Seifert's playing, and I know that he played a little bit for this program. Was Alex Jeffries a guy who maybe might have been considered for them? And sometimes that can can give a guy a lift as well. Like, hey, I want to show them or something. Uh, you know, is there anything going on there? Perhaps. Yeah, that would not surprise me in any stretch. And and the Islanders are in the building as well. I'm sure to watch him in addition to some of the other draft eligibles as well. You'll notice that there are quite a few NHL jackets around the building today. I counted at least 10 off the top of my head. So it's it's really, really packed. Whenever the U.S. national team comes to town, the NHL scouts, scouts are not far to follow. Um, in terms of just, you know, the, the way this is kind of stacked up, I think it's been, you know, Merrimack has played a very, very typical Merrimack game. It's hard working. It's going into the corners. It's digging pucks out. And they play a very team, um, a team-centric style, whereas with the national team development program, I mean, they play as a 
team, but uh, it's so driven by individual talent, and each one of them is able to do so many different things. And when you're in a game like this in a tight rink in an area where you haven't been before, it's a little bit more difficult when you're playing on the road against a team like this who calls this home, and, you know, this is a tough thing, tough thing for them to overcome. Now, you know, I think that for Merrimack, you know, you have a lot of uh, players that are coming up who are going to be um, who are going to be really interesting to see in the next couple of seasons. I know you had mentioned before um, that you wanted to kind of like see um, who some of those players are. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, Merrimack uh, has a number of players that have signed national letters of intent. Uh, Scott Bork mentioned that a little while ago in an interview with Mike McMahon during his podcast, mentioned four players that, that he could talk about that have signed those letters. You may have more information about additional players as well that are either on the cusp or, or what have you, but you know, let's talk about the guys that, that have signed, and as you guys are following them at NeutralZone.net, what kind of players they are. Absolutely. So I think probably the top two that a lot of folks are going to be paying attention to is Zach Bookman is probably the, the marquee talent that everyone is looking at right now. Um, playing with the Brooks Bandits in the AJHL and he is absolutely tearing it up out there. 30 games, 60 plus points already for a defenseman. I mean, a third leading scorer in the in the entire conference. I mean, he is having a heck of a season. And you could see his the progression in his game from the time that he started at Millbrook in um, prep hockey in uh, Western New York and moved his way out to the AJHL from there. His game is continued to grow as he's grown. He's gotten stronger. He's he's a uh, quick skating defender. He can really move the puck. Excellent on the power play. He knows uh, where to get shooting lanes. Does a lot of things effective offensively. As he continues to round out his defensive game, that's where he's going to really, really take off. And then um, another player that I think is uh, well noteworthy is uh, Frank Jurasevich, who I believe he's playing in Penticton, if I remember correctly. Um, a tall defenseman, really big. Um, he Over the course of the last few years, he started to add more and more to his game. He was always a slick skater for his size, but he plays more physical than he ever has before, and that's a really good positive, and it fits really well in this rink. Um, I know another quick shout-out to our VP, Brian Murphy of Scouting. He mentioned that um, he absolutely loved Jurasevich, and he could not understand why no one had committed him, and as soon as he did, that was one of the first things he did was texted uh, Mike McMahon saying, love this, love this get, love this get for Merrimack. What, what, we talked about the star rating uh, earlier. What, where are those guys on the star scale? So I know they're on the high threes for sure. I believe Bookman, he was just recently upgraded from what I can recall. I know he was a 3.75 for quite a while. I think he may be a 4 now. Um, Jurasevich, if I recall correctly, is either a 3.5 or a 3.75. So he's right in that area, which I think is a pretty fair assessment for where his game is at. But the nice thing with both of those players is that they have upside, which is one of the most valuable things when you talk about the scouting community. All right, Mark, great to talk to you as always. Uh, we could go on for a while about this, but unfortunately we do have to take a break. So I do want to thank you for joining us here. Uh, great to talk to you as always. Uh, thanks also for setting up the interview with Ron in the first intermission. First intermission, that was great. We appreciate that. Uh, keep doing the great work at NeutralZone.net, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Most definitely. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, Mark Bellotta from NeutralZone.net. Uh, check them out. He has been our guest here in the second intermission. Our score, Merrimack 5 in the U.S. Under-18 Team 2. Back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey. Thank you.